The Gospel reading is taken from uh, chapter 24 of Luke's Gospel, and I'm reading from verse 13 to 35. And the passage is headed, On the Road to Emmaus. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the road, to, on the way, and how Jesus had recognized them when he broke the bread. Thanks be to God for his word. Amen. Morning, all. <coughs> right. <laughs> um, well, some time ago, I met a friend for lunch in a pub, uh, discussing something in the Bible. Uh, we couldn't remember what uh, what the verse was, and um, we thought, "Oh my word, you know, uh, how come we we can't remember this verse?" And a bit frustrated. But uh, anyway, suddenly a woman who was involved with the Salvation Army um, sold us a war cry, and uh, on the front was the verse in bold letters that we needed. <laughs> God had been listening to our conversation. Um, in our reading, we had the char this charming, well-loved story of two humble, unknown disciples walking to a small village called Emmaus. 
is about seven miles uh, northwest of Jerusalem. It only appears in Luke's Gospel. There is something very moving about this resurrection account. No doubt they had been in Jerusalem celebrating the Passover. Previous to that, watch Jesus riding on a donkey. May even have put palm branches on the ground. What a joyful occasion. But then things turned sour. Jesus was arrested and crucified. Now these two disciples were on their way home, engrossed in conversation about everything that had gone on. They were in a state of shock, trying to make sense of it all, pondering, why did Jesus have to die? There's something lovely, encouraging words in Malachi chapter 3, verse 16. And it says these words, Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honoured his name. Back in Luke, we have these amazing words. Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognising him. Why was that? Had, they vis had their vision became blurred? Was it because they were miraculously prevented from seeing? Or maybe it wasn't God's timing? Interestingly, in Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 12, it says, He appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. It's worth mentioning, though, that they weren't the only ones who didn't recognise him after his resurrection. Here, Jesus opens up the conversation. He wants to know what they are discussing. They stood still, long-faced, like they had lost their best friend. One of them, named Cleopas, says, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem and do not know? Response to Jesus, things. Do you sense a touch of humour here? How did they respond? They poured out their hearts to this friendly stranger about Jesus of Nazareth. We know he was a prophet, dynamic in all that he said and did. We thought that he would deliver Israel from the Romans. Despite all this, the chief priests and Jewish rulers destroyed him. They crucified him. Notice they didn't blame the Romans. Furthermore, women had seen a vision of angels, said he was alive, backed up by others, who went to the empty tomb. Yet no sign of Jesus. These two genuine disciples regarded the eyewitnesses as unreliable. They had no confidence in the testimonies of others. It threw doubt on what the woman had said. They were walking the road of doubt. It's quite easy to lose our confidence when things seem confusing. 
I know I have been in that situation. Maybe you have too. Dream, dreams shattered, world turned upside down. What does the future hold? Put yourself in their shoes. How would we react? <sighs> well, it's good while it lasted. Let's go home now to old way of life. Safe from the Jewish authorities. I'm sure I would have done the same. Feeling deeply disappointed and deflated. Jesus is not complimentary to these disciples. So thick-headed, slow-hearted. That's what's in the message Bible. They should have believed all that the prophets had spoken. Jesus would tell them and explain to them that there was a, a divine purpose being worked out in the Old Testament, resulting in the cross. That's where that's there was a darker side to the prophecy in his mission. Yet in the end, he would enter into his glory. These two disciples did not see Jesus as a suffering servant. They saw the crown, but not the cross. They were thinking deliverance from the Romans, not rescuing them from sin. Hoping that Jesus would be the Messiah, make them feel, make them free as a nation and set up an earthly king. So Jesus opens the scriptures to them. You never guess what. He actually gives them a Bible study. Apparently, there are over 300 scriptures that have been fulfilled in the Old Testament relating to the Messiah. Luke gives no clues which passage Jesus chose. Yet it makes it clear that the whole Old Testament was involved. Beginning with the book of Moses and all the prophets, then went on to the things that referred to himself. He probably started at Genesis. The suffering saviour of Israel and Psalm 22 mention the Passover lamb. Maybe the good shepherd too. The suffering saviour of Israel and Psalm 22 is a very good one actually. Could be quite a list. They had plenty of time along this long, dusty road. I, I have heard some very good teachers and preachers, but to hear Jesus expand the scriptures would definitely have a wow factor. <laughs> Imagine being there, teaching out of this world. It mentions later about these two disciples. Their, their hearts were burning. The Holy Spirit was giving them understanding while Jesus was speaking. What a revelation that must have been. Yet these two disciples did not know who they were walking with. They arrived at the village. They persuaded their companion to stay and eat with them. They offered hospitality. Time was getting on. There would be unlit paths 
dangerous for robbers and wild beasts. And the light was fading. It was a Jewish custom to break bread, say a prayer of thanks by the host. However, Jesus, the guest, unusual moment, took charge. Roger well, was used to staring, wasn't he? <laughs> Come to that. Took bread, prayed, broke it, and began to give it to him. Then, suddenly, their eyes were open. Did they see the nail marks in Jesus' hands? Was it the way he prayed? Or was it just God's timing? How powerful Jesus could make himself known in the breaking of the bread. The outcome was that they recognized him. Then Jesus vanished from their sight. He miraculously disappeared. Both of them had experienced their hearts burning. The Holy Spirit was at work in their lives. The warmth and delight of Jesus talked about the scriptures. He made it come alive. The one whose death they were mourning was alive. They immediately left back to Jerusalem, not concerned that it was getting dark and there could be danger. It was a spring in their step, even though they were tired. And about seven miles back, that meant they'd done 14 miles in a day. No longer in despair. No longer fearful. They were excited, full of joy. They so much wanted to tell the others. The passion to tell the great news of Jesus' resurrection. They found the others. It is true. The Lord has risen. They recapped how they walked with him, recognized him after the breaking of the bread. <coughs> this um, story actually has uh, quite an impact on me because um, I was leading a house group and um, I prepared this, uh, not this, what I've done here actually, but on, on um, the actual uh, evening. And um, the phone rang. And it was bad news. My, my sister-in-law uh, died. She was a Christian. And uh, Mary and I were very upset. Um, put it mildly, actually. She died on the operating table. And um, the following morning, I was cutting up carrots. <laughs> and um, I, I was pondering all that had happened. And, um, and all of a sudden, an inner voice said to me, either I am the resurrection or I'm not. Either I am the resurrection or I'm not. Yeah. Well, where are you on the road to Emmaus? Where am I? We all have to go on that road. Allow God to reveal things to us. Jesus opened up the scriptures to these two disciples. To be rooted in God's word 
will give us confidence. The Holy Spirit will help us like he did with those two disciples. Jesus also opened their eyes and it's the same with us. They couldn't wait to tell the other disciples. And what was that? It's true. He is risen. Jesus is alive. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the story, the road to Emmaus. And as we walk along too, we need your help by the power of your Holy Spirit. May we seek your presence to see you clearly, to love you dearly, and to follow you more nearly, day by day. In Jesus' name, amen.